You're listening to For the Record, a registrar podcast sponsored by Acro. This is your host, Doug McKenna, and this is Episode 3 of Business Intelligence Primer. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for listening. I'm Doug McKenna, and this is For the Record. We have a great episode coming up today. We're going to talk about business intelligence, specifically about the three components of a quality business intelligence practice. And those are data governance, data stewardship, and data quality management. As we've discussed in previous episodes, the work of the registrar has changed significantly over the past 30 to 40 years with technology increasingly influencing the way we conduct our business. And this has enabled tremendous opportunity for administrative efficiencies, for enhancements to customer service, and a critical push towards self-service, not only for students registering themselves into classes via the web, but also with this democratization of student data, which enables advisors and other administrators to run reports themselves. So how do we as registrars ensure that they're getting the information they're looking for? How do we know that they're using the data appropriately? And what are the roles that we should be playing in this sphere? And this is really where business intelligence comes in. Before we go too much further, I want to say two things. The first is about the word data. Data is a plural noun, like people or chairs. Both expressions, these data are, and this data is have entered into common usage, despite the fact that you would never say, this chairs is. As an English major, just thinking that makes my brain hurt a little. That said, both usages are acceptable. If you're publishing in an academic journal, they're going to expect that you will use the these data are construct. And for the rest of this episode, I will now vacillate between those two usages just for fun. The second thing I want to say is about this term big data. In general, and please write me at registrarpodcast at gmail.com if your institution is an outlier here, but in general, higher ed is not tapping into big data. Yes, we have a lot of data, but that's not the same as big data. And for the vast majority of questions our users are going to ask of our student data, though they may be complicated questions, the data sets simply aren't massively complicated enough to rise to the level of big data. So if someone at your institution wants to talk about big data when they're really just referring to a report that they ran to see how many students they have in a particular major, just chuckle to yourself knowingly. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's talk about business intelligence. Should we have a little music first? Sure. Let's have some music first. Hooray! What is business intelligence? Here's the definition from Gardner. Business intelligence, BI, is an umbrella term that includes the applications, infrastructure, tools, and best practices that enable access to and analysis of information to improve and optimize decisions and performance. 
you know, the fun thing about a podcast is I don't have to repeat all of that. You can just rewind 15 seconds and listen to the definition again. That's fun for me. All of these things, they're brand new for me. Microsoft says that business intelligence, quote, simplifies information discovery and analysis, making it possible for decision makers at all levels of an organization to more easily access, understand, analyze, collaborate, and act on information anytime and anywhere. So in short, business intelligence aims to provide the right data to the right users at the right time in the right context so that decision makers can make informed, data-driven decisions. Business intelligence is attained when organizations recognize information as a strategic asset and they remove barriers to its appropriate use. Emphasis here on appropriate use. This is one of our critical concerns as registrars. I've already mentioned that business intelligence requires three key elements, data governance, data stewardship, and data quality management. Let's start with data governance. Data governance is the strategic level of business intelligence. It is widely understood as the overall management of the availability, usability, integrity, and security of data throughout the enterprise. Good data governance ensures that data can be trusted, and it protects the usage of data because good data governance has mechanisms in place to hold users accountable for the way they use data. There are a number of best practices that you should be aware of. It's a best practice to have an enterprise-wide policy articulating what data is available, who's authorized to access that data, what appropriate use of that data includes, and what happens if someone misuses data. A data governance policy is usually accompanied, sometimes preceded by, some kind of a governing body, be it a steering committee, a specifically designated governance committee, or a committee of another name entirely. One of the important things here is that the governance committee is broadly representative of the user base at your institution. In my experience, we have three committees that form the data governance framework. And from the top down, we have the business intelligence steering committee, then the application owners committee, and at the ground level, basically, the data stewards committee. The steering committee is the overarching guidance on university initiatives and the direction. And that's like the deputy CIO, um, vice provost level type people. Then the application owners committee are the mid-level managers who are familiar with unit initiatives and how those align with university initiatives. And then the data stewards committee are the power users familiar with the data, and they are capable of making definition decisions and resolving data issues collaboratively with the other data stewards from around the campus. So closing thoughts on data governance. The governance process can be fraught, and it requires relationship building across functional roles throughout the university, especially if there are um, discussions, should we say, about how to define a particular data element. 
Uh, it takes a common understanding that institutional data is a strategic asset. If people haven't bought into that, that's really step one, um, getting people on board to understand why data governance is important. Quality data governance requires collaborative engagement. We're going to say the word collaborative a lot um, over the next 10 minutes or so. The registrar, that's us, is a critical participant in this governance practice because so many of the data usage needs involve student data, and the registrar is the steward of student academic data. Now we're up to data stewardship. I say this all the time, and I will say it again right now. The registrar is the steward of all student academic data. But what is a steward, and why that term? I've heard custodian and owner, and neither of those really capture for me the true spirit of what it is we do. So a steward is a person who provides responsible care for something of value. Responsible care, check, for something of value. Student data as institutional asset, check. So data stewardship is an approach to the management of data that contains personally identifiable information, PII, and it establishes that trust relationship, a fiduciary responsibility, if you will, to the interests of the individuals whose data we maintain. Data stewardship is the tactical level of business intelligence. Like I just mentioned, data stewards are the power users of their particular functional role. They're users with expert knowledge of business processes and how data is used within those processes. And they're tasked with maintaining accurate data and working with other data stewards. Now, these roles can be officially designated and codified as part of a position description or they can be unofficially designated on an ad hoc basis. But it is a best practice for these roles to be designated in some way. Closing thought on data stewards, the registrar is the steward of all student academic data at the institution. Say it with me. The registrar is the steward of all student academic data at an institution. We are the experts in the business processes where data is created and used, and we're responsible for maintaining accurate records and ensuring its appropriate use. Last but not least in the business intelligence triumvirate is data quality management. Very simply, data quality management includes the safeguards, roles, policies, procedures, and controls that are in place to ensure accurate and complete data. Data quality management is fundamental to ensure that your data is fit for use, meaning it's accurate, complete, and relevant within the context it's being requested. In manufacturing, there's something called total data quality management that involves measuring and weighing all of the widgets to make sure that they're up to the particular specifications. Um, after college, I tempt 
as a purchasing agent at a place called South Bend Controls, where I learned a lot about quality control. They were making these valves and switches and other complicated things from super expensive materials, steel and specific plastics with long, unpronounceable names. Uh, the finished products, in some cases, could fit in the palm of your hand. And One day I asked one of the machine shop guys what the valve he was working on was used for. He smiled and said, oh, it goes on the space shuttle. So I think it goes without saying that when I'm creating student records, they don't control whether the space shuttle flies or not. That is to say that universities manufacture data, but in general, we've been less rigid about holding our manufactured product data to a similar standard of quality. But it's so important that we do. The two most important times for data are when it is created and when it is used. Think about that for a second. If the data is incomplete or inaccurate when it's created, what chance does it have to be accurate or complete when it's used? Spoiler alert, very little. The good news is that we mostly do this already and maybe without even thinking about it. If you have a form and you make something a required field on that form, that's data quality management. If you make it a required field and only provide approved options in a drop-down selector, that's another level of data quality management that forms complete and it's an approved entry. We do field-level val validations on a lot of forms, both within the student information system and in many of our web forms, but we could do it more and we could probably do it better. Notice that I didn't say a drop-down selector would ensure that the person filling out the form would provide the accurate information from the drop-down, only that the selection made is one of the approved options. So there need to be some follow-up steps with data quality management to audit entries for outliers, and this will obviously vary depending on the types of data you're auditing, so I won't dwell on it too much. But as we know, our users are not always 100% accurate in providing information to us. And so guiding them, directing them through controlling the types of data and the options that they can provide um, makes a lot of sense. Increases their chance for successfully providing us accurate data. Maybe obviously data quality management is an ongoing effort because Every day, we're creating new data. There really is no party like a data quality management party because data quality management never ends. And it's everyone's responsibility. So that's a very quick overview of business intelligence and its three critical components. Data governance, data stewardship, and data quality management. Thank you for listening. I hope you found it informative. This was obviously a very surface-level discussion of these three areas, and there's a lot more involved and a lot more that we could delve into. So if you'd like to continue the discussion, please reach out to registrarpodcast at gmail.com, or if you have a lot to say on this subject, consider submitting a session proposal for an ACRO meeting, either the SEM meeting, the tech transfer meeting, the annual meeting, or to your own state and regional meeting. Or you can also consider submitting an article for the College and University Journal. 
I would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. I'm excited about the upcoming episodes, and I hope you will be too. Until then, I'm Doug McKenna, and this is the Registrar Podcast for the Record.